sure can. Hey everybody, welcome to the 96th episode of I'm So Sure Cast. I'm your host Tim Riley. I'm here with Timothy Jim Sullivan. Hello everybody. It is a very brisk and windy Tuesday evening here ah. in Seabrook, New Hampshire. And I hope everybody had a lovely day. Well, how was your day? You played golf today. Oh, let me tell you about my day, Dave. At Indian Ridge. Okay, so here's the thing, man. You ready? Yep. Okay. So a lot of the times people will be like, hey, man, it's do you want to play golf with me during the week during work hours? And I'm always like, no, dude. Yeah, that's me that always asks you to play. Yeah, that's true. I'm always like, no, dude, I'm not going to fucking do that, okay? Because right. I'm busy, all right? All right. So then the other day, uh, Jack O'Donohue, uh, a couple other attorneys from Touchstone closing, a uh, fantastic company, um, and Jeff Borstel and James and Pat were like, hey... You want to play golf with us on fucking Tuesday? And I was like, yeah, you know what? I always say no. Sure. Fuck it. Let's do it. So when they invite you, it's fine. But when I do, right, can't right, be right. bothered. And they were like, oh, it's at Indian Ridge. I was like, well, I've never fucking played there, so that sounds pretty nice. Um, I really want to play there, man. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Anytime you get an invite to play a private course, you better do yeah, it. Yeah, you accept it. You know what I mean? Because you're always going to meet the guy that brings up that course, you know? And it's nice to be able to say, you played there. Right. I've never played any Ridge or Andover. Yeah, I haven't played. And uh, I've met a bunch of people that say Andover is way better than Indian Ridge, and I've met a bunch of people that say Indian Ridge is way better than Andover. I experienced people saying that Indian Ridge is way better than Andover today. That's, to be honest, the opinions I trust the most have come to that consensus. Well, I guess that's the because I think Andover is a little on the hilly side. I don't remember. I don't really don't remember. Do you have a lot of buzz, too? Yeah, I do. Oh, it's so annoying. Well, you know. Fucking thing sucks! I could try to fix it, or I could just leave it. Oh! Hello? Oh, you almost fixed it. I guess that's it. Hold on. And... For fuck's sake. There, There it is. Oh, it's gone. And it's back, and it's gone. Son of a bitch! How you doing, buddy? Doing good. Oh, oh. Two years? No? Do you get it? Give me check, both. Check, 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 check. Oh, I'll do this. Oh, it's working. Holy fuck, it's working. Nice, dude. Okay. So what just happened was I probably just cut out a bunch of that, but we're having issues with our fucking goddamn equipment. You know what? Do you know why, dude? Because you're tired? A, I'm tired. B, we don't make any mo- fucking money doing this. Yeah, we really do need money, folks. You know why? Because I fucking, I turned off the ads. And I was like, hey, guys, why don't you just send us money so you don't have to listen to ads? What did almost nobody do? Send us fucking well, you money. Well, got, you got the entrepreneurial spirit where you're like, you know what? I don't need these fucking corporate right. phonies giving me money. I'm going to just do it the old-fashioned way. Right. And do freelance ads. User-to-user interfacing. And then it turns out we have a bunch of friends that have nothing to advertise. And, and even if they did, they're not going to pay for it. Well, and it, couldn't even, it doesn't even have to be advertising. It could be like, hey, man... You guys are doing a podcast. I I enjoy it. I listen to it all the time. Here's like fucking two dollars for the hours and time. Well, spent. Alex about is that. Other than other than that, though, you guys are all a bunch of cheap. Chris skates. Ring. Chris Ring does it too. Chris Ring does it too. But Alex about and Chris are the only two people. Well, hey man, thank you, Alex, and thank you, Chris. Yes, yeah. much appreciated. Thank you so much. We should give them a full ad spot. We should do like a 30-second ad of us genuflecting before them just saying how great they are. And that'll be the ad they, they pay for. Yeah, we could do that. But it, that's the thing, though. It doesn't have to be an ad. It could just be like, hey, you know, here's money for you and giving me fucking entertainment, dude. All right, yeah. So don't expect anything from us. Just give us money. Right. But where I'm going with this is if we continue to get nobody that gives us money, then I have to put the ads back on because they were actually money. We got to pay for this, folks. Right. You hear me fucking with goddamn cords for, you think the, for five minutes? The pizza and the seltzers pay for themselves. We're on a budget. Right. Budget's tight, man. I had to go into my day job salaried fund to provide for the food that we do this podcast with. But we're actually losing money by doing this. Right. Can actually, you believe literally, that? literally losing money. Can you believe that? I can believe it. Yeah, me too. And then people are like, oh, but didn't you play at a private golf course today and you're claiming you don't have money? Oh, well, guess what, dude? I didn't pay for fucking a lick of anything today. Yeah, dude, you got you got the, the full treatment. I got the today. full treatment. Literally, I pull up 
right in my vehicle. How? What's their clubhouse like? Is it does it leave a nice impression, or is it just like an okay, nice clubhouse? Didn't even have to go inside, so couldn't tell you. But uh, from the outside, from the outside, it's eh, you know. Okay. It's not like you pull up and it's this grand thing and you're like, oh. It's not palatial. And you're, you're not like, you know, uh, fucking. Ooh. Ah. Right. You're just like, oh, that must be where I pay. You know right. what I mean? You just do this. Right. <laughs> but I pulled up and then I texted them as a joke and I said, uh, so do I need somebody from Andover uh, to like chaperone me before I exit in my car. And they're like, ha nah, dude, just fucking come down. So they're like, okay. So then I'm like, uh, you know, getting all my shit ready. I see a couple of the guys. I'm like, yo, where do I pay in there? And they're like, it's all set, man. Everyone's all set. Just fucking go grab a cart. I was like, what? So then I just grab a cart, go to the fucking range. They're like, here's some balls to hit. I'm like, Are you grass sh- range, shitting me grass range. Nice. So Touchstone hooked it up. They just paid for my entire day. That's fucking excellent. Then they gave me fucking beers I didn't have to pay for. Then at the turn, they're like, here's a sandwich you don't have to pay for. I'm like, oh, this is great. Jesus. Then they gave me more like beers. Yeah. And then at the end, he goes, hey, why don't we sit down and have a beer and fucking wings and you don't have to pay for them. So you just got the full day of golf, beer, sandwiches, and chicken wings for free. Unbelievable. Jesus, dude. See, this is the life that we should have if our, you know, ingrate listeners would just fork some cold hard cash over we could be doing this all the time yeah you want us to take you out on a private golf course that we don't have a membership at they should pay for around the funds per year should be at least enough to subsidize a private country club membership don't you think i think so i I mean mean, what's what do you think any ridges eight grand a year seven grand honestly i haven't haven't a clue we should have at least that to blow on golf each yes Right. I mean, folks. I mean, come on. If you want us to be entertaining, you have to provide us the means to live a life of entertainment. So if you're sick of us sitting on a couch talking about how we don't have any money, (laughs) we could be here talking about this great, wacky adventure we got ourselves into with a bunch of extra cash we found to have some fun with. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's right. He's totally right. Uh, I mean, that's why the Jackass movies are great, because they just have a ton of cash to blow on the budget, and it's entertainment for all of us, and everybody pays to go see the Jackass movies, and they divvy up the the profits of that and go and live their lives. Right. That's why the Blink-182 music video First Date was so good, because they were just given a pile of cash and told us to shoot a video. Well, that's Rock Show. Fuck, it was Rock Show. God damn it. Because that was the first time... That was the first time Mark Hobb has had... The pink, the hot pink Ernie ball. Yeah, that's true. And he had the glasses. He was cultivating a more sensitive emo look. Yeah, that's true. Dude, he still has that the exact same look he did in the Rockshow music video. He still has that now. That's actually he has the giant, like weird hair wave. Yeah, the thing. And he's got the thick black glasses that he wears. Yeah, that's true. He's absolutely right, folks. Which is like, how old is Mark Hoppus? Let me look this up. Let's look it up. I'm going to guess he's 52. I don't think he's that old, but really? I'm fucking guessing 52, dude. Okay. He's 48. Okay. I wasn't that far off, bro. And again, he must be pretty normal. He's been married to that same lady since 2000. So basically, since Blink 182 got signed to Geffen and started making some real money. What's the lady's name? uh, Sky Everly. You mean it's not Sky Hoppus? Well, it probably is Sky Hoppus. Let's be honest. But uh, let me see. I, I recall her being pretty foxy. Right, right. Yeah, not bad. Right, right. Let's see Tom DeLong. How many marriages does he have? Oh, I think he should be institutionalized. Though. Like three actually. of the thing, three of the marriages are. Oh, he was married for eighteen years. To whom? Whom? Jennifer DeLong. I think she was a babe. Tom DeLong, man. Ever since I saw that or listened to the. Rogan episode. And don't get me wrong, I, th- I actually like Tom DeLonge, and I think he's a, I think he's nuts, but I think he really means what he says. He's not trying to profit off of conspiracy freaks. I, like, he right. genuinely means what he says. Right. Which I kind of respect. Well, it just stunk because he was like, well, check out this video, bro. And then Rogan would be like, but that's, this video is obviously fake. And he's like, well, yeah, but check out this video. And he's like, well, that one's obviously fake, too. Yeah. I don't know. And well, Not Rogan, I, the thing yeah. I, li- I did like how Rogan was pretty skeptical because I, it's like, at least he was pushing back, trying to make DeLong make his case. Dude, you know what? I'm just going to say, I cannot, I know that he doesn't do enough to annoy me, but I just, I'm annoyed with Jamie. I just, 
I don't like Jamie. Yeah, so you say this all the time. Why? Dude, first of all, just his pouty teenage demeanor pisses me off. Okay. All right. Pisses me off. Easy, dude. Like, Jamie, pull that video up. Well, actually, to be honest, this video, it's a little bit misleading. It's like, dude, just shut. Like, you're getting paid probably tons of money to literally sit there like a brooding teenager. (laughs) He's just annoying. I don't know. Like, I just think he's annoying. I feel like Joe Rogan could have a... I mean, I get that's probably part of his strength as much of his weakness because he doesn't really make anything about him. He's just kind of a secret... You know, behind the curtain. Yeah, 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 yeah. But every time I hear Jamie talk, I want to slap him. Maybe that says more about me than it does about him. Well, I mean, I mean that's possible. I think that's fine. Maybe I'm jealous or something. Uh, What's your dog's name? Cody. Be still, Cody. Yeah, that's what I want to do. (laughs) Every time Jamie talks. I don't know. He's just he's just annoying. I just feel like. Do you really think you'd like to grab a beer with Jamie? I feel like it would just be a bore fest. No, I think that's a good point. He's he's, got, he's fucking right, folks. Jesus. I don't know. He's just annoying. But not that I don't, I don't think aliens... Like, aliens are probably real. I just think that Tom DeLonge... I can never say he's got a name. I never want to well, say his name. You did it, right? Tom DeLonge. Tom DeLonge. Chalice Theron. Is there a G in Theron? No, but DeLonge's French. I don't know what Theron is. Well, her first name's Charlize, so I'm guessing it's... Well, but she's, I was going to say French, but maybe I'm an idiot. But she's South African, so her parents are probably, they may hail from the, the British Empire. You're kidding me. Uh, about four or five times. Where's that clip? You're kidding me. I was pretty close. Wait, did he say four or five times? You're kidding me. That's what he's claiming. <laughs> oh, you need this one. Well, you got his statement. Mm-hmm. What'd he say? He said you had sex with him. Oh, you're shitting me. Four or five times. <laughs> Where? Where? Oh, I love that. Can you imagine your wife comes home, she sees red strands of hair and the scent of perfume on your jacket, and she goes, uh, I know you're cheating on me. And the first thing he goes, Where? <laughs> like, what the? F- that's your question? Oh, uh, for fuck's sake, dude. That's the, uh, that's the adjective that I need to say. Also, this podcast has been brought to you by Corona Hard Seltzers, uh, spiked sparkling water. We um, are. I'm currently drinking the blackberry lime. It is delicious. Um, wow! Now we're really just aiming for corporate investors to come in now. Oh well, yeah, dude. They gave us fucking twenty grand an episode to say that. Jesus. Oh fuck! You guys aren't supposed to know that. Well, so let's talk about the dinner party you hosted on Saturday. Okay, let's talk about it. So, Tim. And Jess, would you say you co-hosted? I'd, I'd say, say we co-hosted. co-hosted it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, came up with this idea. Well, we'd already done a dinner party at the beginning of the, the Chinese virus when the lockdowns first started. That's um, true, yeah. The super helpful lockdowns that wound up uh, Doing giving us the third highest death rate in the country right. and the highest unemployment That's rate. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so a lot of good the lockdown did. Oh, no, but if we didn't lockdown, millions would be dead. Oh, thanks for your unknowable figure. You know nothing, twit. Yeah, dude, so, if I was born three seconds later, I'd be a billionaire. Ugh. Prove prove that's wrong. Yeah, meanwhile, New Hampshire's been more open than a fucking... I don't have an analogy, but New like, Hampshire's been open and there's been no spice. As a jar. As open as a jar that's open. Ooh, I like that. That was a nice little pun. like that, dude. Fuck you You know guys. when a door is no longer a door? When it's a jar, dude. Ah, that's right. If you already know the answers to your questions, then why ask pig fuck? Well, I knew the punchline, but I still went with the setup. Um, but anyways, you had this idea to rekindle the dinner party idea. Yeah. And it was great. And I got to say, your meatballs are fantastic. We got duly appointed federal marshals. Yeah, well, listen, here's the thing. He made bread, dude. folks. He had this elaborate charcuterie board, even though his girlfriend's yep. from Drake, Drake it. Yeah, she's not even supposed to know what fucking Drake charcuterie is. Exactly. But um, here's the thing, dude. I'm going to get all this, all this fucking flack, man. All this flack of, hey, man, why didn't, why didn't you invite me? I wasn't at the fucking pasta party. And here's why, dude. Okay. I live in a 300 square foot apartment which has four chairs in it, six if I borrow chairs, okay? So I borrowed chairs. Tim ended up breaking one, by the way. So yeah, I, I did. Now I only have five chairs. I just simply don't have room to feed more people pasta and fucking sauce and meatballs. Not to mention, I made fucking like four pounds of meatballs, and we so ate all it, of don't them. Just stare at it. Eat it. 
Jesus Christ. The whole thing probably cost, you know, f- hundreds of dollars. He's, he's right. So I'm not going to add more. I just can't add more people. So if you want to be on the next one, then fucking show up with a $50 bill and a chair. Yeah. Or let's, we'll have to do it in shifts. Oh, it was great, dude. The whole meal was excellent. You had all this fresh bread that you baked. I did bake the bread. And listen, I didn't think the bread was going to come out good. Oh, it came out great, dude. And then the coffee that you made. Oh. Look how long Wait a the minute. fucking... Wait the a least efficient soundbar clip ever. <laughs> so much dead air. You know... <laughs> This is, excuse me, a damn fine cup of coffee. I've had, I can't tell you how many cups of coffee in my life, and this, this is one of the best. I love how he prepares her for him saying, damn, excuse me, damn fine <laughs> cup of coffee. Like she, re- as if she was even responsible for the cup of coffee. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the dinner party was excellent. We had great conversation. Yeah. We had, there were guns here. It yeah. Was, it was great. We pulled out the guns. Literally pulled out the big guns. I unloaded all of them. I showed everybody the fucking chamber to make sure it was empty. Everyone, it, the NRA would have given them a, you know, a thumbs up for his verified. safety. And everyone's like, listen, dude, I thought you didn't have money to buy guns. Yeah, well, listen, it's fucking different, dude. Yeah, exactly. Okay? It's a life or death thing. And I choose life. Mm. Well, by dude, having a gun. That's a good point. Because your safety is your responsibility, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man. man! So, what was your favorite part of the meal? The well, Serena, favorite part of the meal was the the on like the main the main course was the best. And here's the thing, too, dude. And I, uh, so I'm handmade the bread. I handmade the pasta. It was a handmaid's tale, folks. I made the sauce. I made the meatballs. Right. I was under the impression that we still had a pasta rolling machine thing. Oh boy! Right. So. I'm under this impression. Then the day before, I'm like, Dad, let me get the pasta fucking roller because I'm making pasta for tomorrow. He's like, oh, I gave that to your brother. He's got that. So I'm like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? So I'm like, hey, Doug, let me get the fucking pasta machine, dude. He's like, I don't have it. So one of you two is lying to me right now. Is this my espresso machine? Is this you when you go to Doug's? What, what is, how, how did you get my espresso machine? <laughs> well, uh... You fucking stole it, man. <laughs> but I have no evidence to support one or the other, and I'm not going to start shit with my family members. So mm. I hand-rolled it with a goddamn rolling pin, which you may or may not know is really goddamn difficult. So how did you cut it? What did you cut it with? A knife. Ooh, So you nice. roll it as flat and as thin as possible. You're which, kidding. You know. You're kidding me. <laughs> It's tough. It's tough to fucking hand roll pasta. I'm gonna have to. You're gonna have to supervise me one time so I can know okay. how to do that. Let the boy watch. <laughs> and then you kind of like you roll. Depends on the kind you're making, but for the kind I made, you like roll it up and then you just like cut slices and then you take each slice apart and it's a, str- a string. It's a string of long pasta. Mm-hmm. So Kev wouldn't have even wanted to come, dude, because it's fucking long pasta. Right. It's not penne. But the problem is, is since I didn't have the fucking machine, it doesn't come out as thin as I wanted it. So then also when you cook it, it like fucking triples in size. Mm. So they're pretty fat fucking noodles, but nobody seemed to be complaining but me. So. Well, I thought it tasted great. Oh, wait. (laughs) Was she a great big fat person? (laughs) Uh, I love the, oh, wait. Uh, and I love how Clarice is immediately like, this is our guy. <laughs> oh, wang. have you seen Silence in the Lambs? Because it's a scary movie. Uh, no, I haven't. I'm not a very scary it's, movie it's, guy. I will say it is it is fantastic. I think one day you should just watch it and then just deal with the subsequent nightmares for two or three days. How long <clears> do, <throat> do films, and I'm really not uh, making fun because films do affect people differently. Yeah, so I'm assuming your question is going to be, how long do horror films affect me for? Yeah, because I used to be, when I was like younger... Like, what the fuck is wrong with me, dude? There is still clearly so much left in this one. Like, you can hear how much is left in it. And I just opened another one. It's because you're just on to the next one, dude. Like, what the fuck? I drink <laughs> your milkshake. I drink it up! Don't- um, Don't bully me, Daniel. <laughs> but uh, what the fuck was I talking about? 
oh, horror yeah. movies and how long they affect me for. Like, if you see a scary movie, is it if it's just tonally scary, will that freak you out, or is it like it, horrific images that you just can't get out of your mind, or is it just if you watch a movie with a totally unsettling tone, it takes a while for you to just shake that? That's a good question. So, for instance, dude, I guess I'll just do a few for instances, and you can you can kind of you know whatever, bro. Um, you know, like the scene in The Grudge where the girl's fucking taking the shower and she's fucking washing her hair and then she feels the hand come out of her hair. Yes. So that fucked me up for a while. So every time I was taking a shower, I was like panicking. I didn't want to close my eyes because I was like, I'm fucking freaking out. Because what if I close my eyes and I feel a hand coming out of my fucking head? You know what I'm saying? So that probably lasted like two weeks or so. And then, uh, paranormal activity, those fuck me up. Yeah. Cause like I don't know, they just fuck you up. Like, cause there's the one where the girl's like sitting at the fucking desk, and the sheet with the person under it is walking towards her, and she turns around, and the sheet just drops. Dude, yeah, like and that then shit the, uh, fucks me up. The footprints and the powder. Oh, for fuck's sake, dude! I just got chills. See, this shit fucks me up. No, this probably it's probably a good thing though, because not that you're super bothered by it, but I think people with hyperactive imaginations are probably the most disturbed by that because they just they can't right. separate and it's probably actually a good it means you're creative and like spaces like that tiny little closet or like the closet in the bathroom that's like a little storage closet yeah spaces like that freak me out because of the time i watched the sixth sense and the fucking red balloon goes up and then he uh, gets fucking fucked up in the thing yeah the closet yes i don't know they just stick with me man so let me ask you something so are you so it sounds like you're much more scared of supernatural stuff, stuff that couldn't happen, like ghost movies. Really, yes. So if, if there's just a movie like Silence of the Lambs, it, it actually is scary. It's not just like a thriller, like Zodiac. Have you seen Zodiac? I don't know if you have. No. Zodiac is a really interesting, you know, police chase type movie, but it's not like scary. But Silence of the Lambs actually is scary. But Silence of the Lambs is a human serial killer preying on human girls. And it's about the FBI tracking him down. Do you think that now, even though it's okay, a thriller when you're watching it and it is freaky and the tone is very unsettling, but do you think that probably would only bother you for the, 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 the night right after, right? I think we're making some progress here. So, so it's only sh- like human stuff. Yeah. That doesn't probably bother you because you're, You've got like three guns by your bedside. Right. So, But you can't kill a ghost. Exactly. I think we're really kind of, you know, diving into my psyche here. Yes. We're making progress. American folks. Psycho, I could watch every fucking night. It would not bother me. Not that right. it's like a scary movie, but people are getting murdered. So right. it's not the murder that fucking worries me or finding out. Right. No, um, I agree. So I really think I... The <laughs> They're okay. They're okay. Jesus Christ, Paul. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I think I would watch Silence of the Lambs and, and would be fine. Uh, but with that being said, dude, like the Saw movies, I can't fucking watch those. Right, right. You know what I mean? So it's like, where's the line? But again, is that can you not watch the Saw movies because they're just squeamishly gory? Oh. Or is it just the idea that you're afraid that you'll be kidnapped and put in those scenarios? It's the squeamishly gory shit. Like, I don't need to see some guy's fucking ribcage explode. Right, or- but that makes sense. Because I don't really, I'm not, you know, I, I get why the, no one wants to see that. <laughs> what was the movie that <laughs> fucking DeBasio puts this movie with? Like a horror movie on, and immediately at the beginning, oh. he starts eating spaghetti and meatballs. And <laughs> that, was, just... yeah. that was this movie called The Terrifier. I actually, I actually still think about that movie from time to time. The Terrifier, it's on Netflix. If anyone wants to watch it, it's either on Netflix or, or Prime. Um, the Terrifier, I have to say, and I watch a ton of horror movies, uh, and I was never a horror movie guy, by the way. It was really only because Karen likes them, so I really only started watching. Well, I guess it was a little bit before that, but um, Terrifier, that movie is like actually really, really fucking scary. And there's, well, I mean, if DeBasio stopped watching it like 10 minutes in and just fucking couldn't even eat his dinner, then well, you know the, it's But fucked. the funniest part, so this movie's so gory. You can tell it's gory just by the thumbnail on Netflix or Prime, whatever it's on. It's like this weird clown character with, with sharp, like canine teeth covered in blood. So you know it's going to be like a, a thrasher film. Like it's, right. and it's called The Terrifier. So, uh, 
But the first, I forgot how particularly gory the first like two minutes of the movie is. And so Mike and I exchange horror movies all the time. He likes horror movies. So I was like, oh, Mike, watch The Terrifier. You'll like that. And I know he would like that movie if you watched it. But this moron decides to eat, uh, to fix himself a bowl of spaghetti and meatballs. And I can't eat one. I can't. I know some people can, like Karen. Yeah. Karen can eat like anything while watching the most disgusting, vile things on television. I can't. I get. I'm like already kind of weird with food. It doesn't take much to make me lose my appetite. Yeah. Um, like it really doesn't take much at all. Like if I see, like if I if I have a if I'm starving and I have a hot meal in front of me and I see someone twenty feet away like puking in the bushes. Oh God! I, I just won't eat. Like it doesn't take much to throw it off for me. But Mike DeBasio fixes himself a bowl of spaghetti and meatballs and then proceeds to watch the Thrasher film. And the first thirty seconds, there's this horrific murder. And this isn't like a realistic movie, so the murder is so over the top. And he, it ruined his meal, obviously, and it was so disgusting that he just turned the movie off and never went back. Uh, but that movie, there's a part in the middle of that movie that is it is the goriest, most gruesome murder I've seen in any movie. And it even now, sometimes I'll just be driving somewhere and it'll just pop in my head, and it's actually disturbing. Jesus Christ. But I know what you mean, though, because when I was like a... Like a young teenager, a tween. What do they call them? What do they call when you're like, I don't know, a le- like uh, uh, 10 to 12 or 13? Uh, what the fuck do they call those fucking losers? Uh, I don't know. But anyways, a, a I couldn't really yeah. watch anything because it would like, like you said, it would like, it was, I would ruminate on it. It's all I would think about. And I'd be like, what the fuck? But I was, how did you even see all these horror movies that fucked you up in the first place? Was it like, what, like, would a group of you guys go to the movies and you, you, uh, you know, just wanted to fit in? I just don't quit because I want to fit in. Because <laughs> I doubt you chose to put on the Saw movies. Yeah, no. So like these were all there was a group of people always already watching it, and I just happened to be there, and I wasn't gonna be like, guys, can we shut this off? Because I'm a fucking loser. Right. So I would just watch them. But uh, you would watch them knowing that your night's sleep would be completely ruined. Ruined. Is that um, the worst? Oh, I fucking hate it, dude. Yeah, I don't know. There was like a switch that flipped, so there is hope because it could happen to there you too. There is hope. Yeah, yeah. There's a switch that flipped for me where now it's like I could watch the most disturbing movie ever and sleep like a baby. Because there's also there is, I, I think. So like, if I watch Paranormal Activity tonight, right? Those movies are actually really they're scary. really fucking creepy. The first I, two are or actually first three are really. Freaky. I'd probably be f- pretty fucked up for like three weeks. Like three I, weeks. All right, fine. No, no, if that's the case, that's the case, but. I just want to press you on that. Would it linger for this long? I'm trying to think because it's been so long since I've done something like that. So if you watch like, probably probably a solid week and a half. Okay. I I gonna, so if you watch Paranormal Activity today, you're showing up to my Halloween party still nervous of how you're going to sleep that night. I no no, I'd be fine. If okay. if if Jess is sleeping in the same bed as you, does it quell? Some of the existential fears of being alone in your room at night, or does it still like? Are you just your imagination so punishing that no matter who's around? Like, do you think if you watched the Paranormal Activity movie and then there was a group of us, you know, having a sleepover? <laughs> do you think that would you could sleep through it? Well, are we sleeping like here? Are we sleeping in like an old dilapidated mansion? What's like? Where are we? No, we're all sharing a king size bed at a Marriott. Then I'm fine, dude. Okay. I'm fucking fine. But like me at, in the middle of the night, like walking sleepy eyed to go to the bathroom in the dark, I'd probably just turn the fucking light on now and kind of like wake up a little bit and be like aware of my surroundings instead of just fucking, you know, doing it in the dark and pissing and going back to bed. Right. Well, the problem with an active imagination is that was an active, not inactive, um, is that it's like self-perpetuating. So if you... Th- if you're constantly thinking about scary shit and, oh, my God, imagine if this happened right now when it's 3 in the morning and you're walking to the bathroom, I feel like you will see a flash of, sh- like, your imagination gives you what you fear the most. Don't you find that? I think there's some truth to that statement. Like, if I'm if I'm in a really weird mood and I just watched some super macabre movie and I'm walking to the bathroom at 3 in the morning... And I'm like, oh, man, imagine if this happened or whatever. Or, like, if you're lying in bed and you're staring at the doorway, just staring at it. I feel like 
your mind is going to just put something there for a flash. Oh, I know it's crazy, which I remember as a kid. And I guess it still kind of fucking happens. If like you're in your bedroom and all the lights are off and you're like going to bed, but there's like a fucking, there's like a, a sweatshirt hanging up, like in yes. the perfect way that it looks kind of like a person. Yes. You'll be like, well, I know that's a fucking sweatshirt, but it still looks really fucking creepy. And then like, you'll leave it for a while. And then like, you'll be like, I swear I just fucking saw it move. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. So if you stare at something long enough, your imagination will make what you fear the most look like it's happening. Yes. I remember being a fucking little ma fucker, dude. And I don't know if it was a dream. I don't fuck. I think this actually happened, but I'm pretty sure I had like this like little, I don't know why the fuck I would have this as a kid, but this little like Jack in the box type thing, like on my fucking. Yeah. Every time I see a horror movie and those like clown or Jack in the box is there, I'm like, who would actually play with this thing? But it's, you know, dark and you can just barely make it out. But I swear I remember as a kid, like seeing it tip over and like the thing start crawling and then like scream my head off and my parents came and turned the light on and it fucking obviously hadn't moved. Jeez. But that shit, dude, just creeps you the fuck out. When dude, it's just barely bright enough to see, you could see anything. That's why you're better off just shutting your eyes and just going to bed. Because when you stare at stuff, it's going to move. I'm sure, and maybe I'm fucking alone on this, dude. But I'm sure, like, if you're in bed and you're, like, a little creeped out about, like, maybe there's a fucking ghost at the foot of my bed that's trying to grab me, right? Yes. If your foot is out of the sheet, you're susceptible to being grabbed and murdered by this ghost. If you're foot is in the Tucked sheet in. that yeah. is like four microns thick you're completely safe well i think it's the idea of just of being exposed you know yeah it's almost like a, a dog wearing a thunder jacket yeah exactly <laughs> it's the same principle if you're snuggled up in something you feel less vulnerable but yeah no it is freaky though but i just didn't know because what supernatural i'm the opposite so supernatural stuff doesn't freak me out, but the idea of somebody breaking in my house after watching a movie where that happens does freak me out. But I think some people think if it's of this world, there's a clear explanation for it, and people feel safer knowing like, oh, well, that, that can be explained. That can be explained. It's the inexplicable. Right. That's undubitably. Yeah, like, what if we're just sitting here, dude, and, like, the fucking, this truly can, which is full, just flings across the room, and then, like, the fucking, I don't know, that speaker comes and fucking slams you on the head. Right. Just out of fucking nowhere. There's nothing you can do about it. Where if, like, a guy, like, fucking broke in and said, hey, fuck you, I'm gonna fuck you up, you could shoot him in the face. That's, you literally could. Literally could. <laughs> we got guns. But, um... um but yeah, no, I, I agree. But there's some things that, oh man, yeah, I, I was watching something really freaky recently. And when people, oh fuck, I don't want to get into politics, I'm sorry. Yeah, you can get, just get into it. I was just going to say, when people are like, oh, well dude, you don't need guns because people, shooting people, it's not what we need. The whole fucking second amendment isn't so that you can shoot your neighbor, it's so that you can overthrow the government if the government becomes fucking tyrannical. Right. Okay? So if you don't understand that concept, then stay out of the gun argument, Okay. And then they go, uh, oh yeah, please! Like a bunch of civilians are going to overtake the police force, and then uh, they count, to, uh, and then they count to five and go, uh, uh, can we, uh, dude, can we just defund the police and not let them carry guns? As if it isn't literally happening right fucking now, dude. That's what he's saying. That's what he's fucking saying, dude. Yeah, Did it's just that? over the top. It's over the top. Uh, okay, you really think that if everyone in fucking Poland was armed to the teeth? When Hitler came, that that it would have gone the same way it went. I mean, they probably would have overtaken them. They had tanks and all that, but at least they could have, you know, put up a little bit of a fight. Right, dude. And is it Australia that they took all their guns? Yeah. This happened? Okay. So now in Australia, they but they they frame it as a buyback, which is hilarious because how? What do you mean buyback? If you didn't buy your gun from the government, they can't buy it back. No, they're just buying it. And it's also not a buyback if it's mandatory. Right, dude. Like, oh, yeah, you're getting a good deal. We're buying it back. Oh, but if you don't want to give it to us, you know, you're going to go to jail. And now if you make a post on Facebook that says, hey, man, I think this corona shit's bullshit. Let's meet up and have a protest. They fine you $25,000 and they have a fucking search warrant to search your house. If they had guns, that probably wouldn't be a fucking thing, bro. You know what I'm saying, dude? Am but- I? Uh-uh. No, I totally agree. But you have these people that live in cities 
where where scofflaw gang members who are not buying their guns legally are shooting each other, and then some guy with a rifle living on a farm in Idaho, he's the problem. Like, I, it's so so somebody does something horrible, and my rights are taken away because of that. It's it's so stupid. You give someone an inch. They take a mile. That can be applied to any situation in life, and it certainly applies to people in power. You give them an inch, they'll take a mile. If they say, oh, well, you can have guns, but you can have rifles. Okay, fine, you can have my rifle. Well, actually, you can't have guns either. That's how it fucking rolls. Yeah, look at the when they, the smoking ban. I don't know. We're going to have a smoking section, and then, uh, oh, all right, you can only, sm- all right, now we're going to get rid of the smoking indoor section. You get a sm- an outdoor section. And then uh, next thing you know, oh, no, no, you can't smoke 25 feet from the building. And then next thing you know, oh, no, no, you can't smoke on the sidewalk. It's public. You got to be in your car or at your house smoking. And then the next thing you know, you're in Sonoma and you light up a cigarette and some kid threatens to beat your ass and ask you if you even know where you are. Exactly. It's, I don't know. It's, I'm sorry. Where were we going before I just this? hate, why is everyone that's a genius on things, people that have... No idea what they're actually talking about. Why does every environmentalist, I'm doing air quotes right now, live in disgusting, dirty cities? Why? If you're a real environmentalist, wouldn't you live in like Wyoming or like actually partake in nature? Do you think the average 25 year old environmentalist could name two species of trees or goes fishing or actually likes the environment at all? No, that's why they focus on climate. They don't care about the environment. They're they're totally fine letting hordes of homeless people shit and piss and leave plastic and absolutely dirty up their fucking town. It's totally squalid. But now they're gonna the they're the ones that lecture you on your carbon footprint and what you're doing to damage the environment. It's fucking insane. Why would if you were an actual environmentalist, why would you choose to live in Manhattan? You know that's, what I mean? Uh, that's a good point. Did you question? Or L.A., like the dirtiest air you can do in the country. You can literally see it. Um, did you say squalid or squalored? Well, I said squalid. Squalid? squalid? Yeah, I-D. That's cool. So I'm guessing it basically means like squalor has been applied to the area. Yeah, it just means dirty, yeah. That's cool. I learned a new fucking word today. Thanks. Hey, man, there you go. But yeah, that was our politics chat. All right. Oh, if, 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 you, if, you, if you already know the answers to your questions, then why ask? Pig fuck! Oh, oh. man, what the fuck else is new? Oh, so uh, Jay McRobbie, he said um, he's probably not going to actually do this, but I really wish he would. Wait, I really I hope he Jay does. McRobbie? Oh, yeah. Uh, one of Kev's cousins. But he was like, dude, I'm going <sighs> to compile a list of fucking things that I vehemently disagree with you guys on. And for episode 100, we can just go down the list and we can debate them. And I was like, that is honestly a fucking fantastic idea. Please do that. I'd love to do that. And I hope he does, but I don't think he will. What do you think he disagrees with us on? Probably everything, dude. Oh, with that being said, well, I'm dude, assuming it's just po- politics. No, I think like everything. Like, I, like yeah, mo- like I'm sure every, everything politically he probably disagrees with. But even just like... Uh, Beef on Harrison's roast beef. Oh, uh, okay. You know okay. I mean, I do. We should do a debate show. Oh, it'd be fun. But also, and I want to get Martha Shark on here and debate him. I fucking don't, dude. Here's the thing. I do. I originally. So it, let's go back to high school. Okay. I was the one fucking kid with hanging out with Casey Mike, you uh, fucking whatever. And I'd be like, dude, I don't like Mark the Shark. I don't know why you fucking have that kid around yes, all the time. No, I, I, re- I remember you doing this. And Casey would be like, oh, dude, Sharky's fucking classic, bro. <laughs> and I was like, no, he's fucking not, dude. Right. And But whatever. It's, you, you know, whatever, man. If I'm the only person fucking that hates him that much, whatever. But, um, and then he just kept having him around, kept having him around. That's fine, whatever. I just don't like the kid, whatever. I'll just be nice to him, blah, blah, blah. Uh, years go by, I don't see him, see him eventually. Yeah, I know, I still don't fucking like this kid. And then now my only interaction with him is on Twitter. The fucking goddamn shit that this kid posts, I literally hate him with a passion. Well, here's my problem. So when I first met Shark, I thought it was, I thought he was funny. A li- not like not funny in a way where he was making me laugh with him or at him. But he was kind of this innocuous little dweeb, you know. Yeah, you he could, seemed like a harmless, like, like you know, nerd, I guess. Yeah, and it was kind of like a funny dynamic, this fish out of water, hanging out at the mayor's house, there's all the cool kids are congregating. Right. Whatever. And then, um, and then he kind of got this ego thing, 
And right. So even though at the same time he's this creepy finger sniffer type, he's pretending to be this cool Dane Cook kid. And that was like a total paradox to it just me. It doesn't work. And then well and then the other thing too, and we used to go to all of his shows too. I would I would support Shark. And uh you know, I get along with Shark. He's never said a bad word about me, I don't think. Um obviously not mutual, but I feel like, you know, he was always <laughs> You know, we always got along, but then, yeah, but the thing that I find, um, he's such, and this is true of a lot of people on social media now, and really anyone below the age of 40. I mean, first of all, no one born before 1983 could possibly share the politics of people now. They're, they're total nihilists. They're insane. They're insane, actually. Find the most vocal political person preaching morality to you and and you will see a lonely person that cares about no one but themselves that's totally self-absorbed and just angry and that's what he's become so now you have this kid who lives alone off of his parents allowance in some condo with a pool and he's writing his little comedy routines and which is fine, whatever. If you want to be a Trustafarian freeloader, that's totally up to you. But then I have to get lectures from him and him mocking people on Twitter. It's just like, dude, you, you don't throw stones if you live in a glass house, okay? But this isn't even this isn't even someone in a glass house throwing stones. This is somebody whacking off in a glass house while you know just kidney stones. Yeah, like, oh, they're just so, he's so over the top. Everything he says is so cliche. He's such a joiner. If you had, if you gave me a survey of all political topics, I could answer without knowing Mark's opinion on all of them. He just downloaded it hardwired from the DNC. Every, the dumbest possible take on every single question he has. And it drives me nuts. And by the way, how are you supposed to be doing comedy? How are you actually supposed to be, you know, espousing acute observations on the world in which we live that normal people go, oh, yeah, that's a universal truth, but I never thought to actually articulate that, which is literally the point of comedy. The point of comedy is also to point out the fallibility of humans without pretending that you yourself are not guilty of it. And all he does is mock people, and he has no self-awareness of realizing that he's the most pampered, privileged kid ever, but he thinks because he goes to these BLM rallies that he's, like, repenting for it, and so he can join in on the fun of mocking privileged people. And I've literally never seen... He's never held the job. I guarantee he has no W-2s. I don't think the IRS even knows who he is. (laughs) And this guy has to preach to me, oh, RBG's dead, oh, oh yeah, like you're really fucking sad about it? Ugh, he's such a phony, I can't stand it, and if it was just him, I'd, I'd be a little bit more mature about it and not be that bothered by it, but it's because he's such a lemming, he's joining the herd, all these people are joiners, they're just joiners, I can't stand it. Oh, what are we screaming about? Someone ha- cue the person handing them a lit pitchfork, oh, alright, cool, I'll ask questions later, I'll march with you now, it's just like, Dude, just shut up. First of all, how cool and original and funny do you can you actually convince you yourself you are if every single person with celebrity, money, or power agrees with you on everything? <laughs> this is the thing I don't understand. How are all the cool kids that pretend they're oppressed in total agreement with every single person at the helm of every power center in America? If you go to Bank of America or JP Morgan Chase. They agree with Mark the Shark on fucking everything, at least out loud. They'll fucking mouth the bumper stickers, they'll mouth the slogans, and he thinks he's, like, fighting against the man. It's like, you are the man, actually. Like, you're a fucking tool. You're a fucking tool, dude. Your comedy stinks. You're probably miserable, which I I don't blame you because you've never actually made anything. You're living off your stepdad's wealth. And you're lecturing me on what the right things are. And it's just like, spare me. You know what I mean? But please do come on the show. I We'd love to have you. <laughs> I'd love to debate him. I really would. And I'll be fair. I'll give him his time. I will, if you moderate it, you'll give each of us two minutes separately. 
and I will not interrupt him. I'll give him a fair debate. I really will. I okay. just hope he comes on because I'd be happy to debate him. And of course, the premise of the debate is that he's a hack and I have plenty of evidence. Just so you guys know, Tim Jim is so mad right now that when he started that rant, he was laying down, <laughs> holding the microphone, and he just slowly went to a sitting position and then was standing, and he's now currently standing on top of my desk. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry, I get a little carried away. That's fine, dude. Just shark, come if, back down. But seriously, Shark, if you are listening, just know I meant everything I just said, <laughs> and I do want you to come on the show. I mean it. And I'll be cordial. By the way, these are my opinions of you, but I'm not going to be mean to you. You know what I mean? Right. Just because you hate someone doesn't mean you have to be mean to them. Well, exactly. I mean, Churchill met with Hitler in the same room. They spoke in, you know, like indoor voices. Right, right, dude. Not that I'm comparing Shark to Churchill. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, again, I just want to have, I think it'd be healthy for him to just hear the other side of like, hey, dude, maybe you'll, you'll have some more perspective if you're not surrounded by L.A. creeps that also hate their parents yet live off their wealth. Maybe if you talk... Not that I'm representing normal people, but, you know, I definitely don't agree with corporate America on most things, so that should give me some sort of humility, and i just love to go through it, you know? So please do come on. Oh, sorry. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, all right, I'll, I'll let the shark rant. Die there, but I just do hope he comes. That on. was pretty. That was a pretty good rant, dude. I'm well, not I, lie. I, I mean it. I, I like. I'm not being funny. I'm not being sarcastic. I'm. It's sincere. If there's one thing that you know about Tim Jim, it's if he is talking about something that he is passionate. It's it's obvious, right? There's no way he made that up. He definitely thinks that thing. Those stuff. That stuff. Oh yeah. Fucking words are not coming out of my mouth properly. No, I, I, everything I've ever said about Shark on the show, I mean with total sincerity. Also, dude, I'd like to let you know that the fucking cherry Corona hard seltzer is equally as delicious as the blackberry lime. And I tried to message the Sea Dog Brewery and like, I don't know if I found the right one because like they have like no fucking followers on social media. Do you think they all think it tastes like poop? Maybe. But their beer is so good. Their beer is fucking awesome. Where is Sea Dog? Is that a, is that a main brewery? I thought, I think it Vermont? is. I think uh. it is in Maine. I think you're correct. Also, dude, dude. Yep. Um. Oh fuck. About the cherry Corona seltzer, messaging Sea Dog. Oh yeah, yeah. So on Twitter, right? I was under the impression that I was following Dr. Michael Burry. Okay. Do you know? Are you familiar with your Dr. Yes, Michael Christian Burry? Yes, Christian Bell from the Big Short. That is correct, folks. Um. Never occurred to me that you only had like fucking three thousand followers, right? <laughs> and he would like tweet shit about crypto. I was like, oh, I guess he's into crypto now, which surprised me because Dr. Michael Burry doesn't seem like someone who would be into crypto. Suddenly, I'm getting DMs saying, "Hey, man, I'm starting a fucking uh, cryptocurrency hedge fund, and I'm accepting uh, amounts as little as ten thousand dollars to enter." Basil. To enter the hedge fund. And I'm like, that's when I went, oh, wait a minute. You're not fucking Dr. Michael Burry. And this is a guy that's scamming people out of their money. But you didn't want to be uh, a dick uh, just in case it was the real Michael Burry. No, I just fucking blocked him. But it's not the real Dr. Michael Burry. Well, the real Dr. Michael Burry is probably worth a billion dollars, right? He's probably a billionaire. Yeah, he wouldn't be asking people for $10,000. <laughs> right, But right. also, he his <laughs> this is how you know it's ridiculous, is the fucking profile photo on his twitter it's christian bale, it's christian bale. <laughs> i'm sure he would just he couldn't even find the real photo of michael Berry. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious i wonder if he got anyone on the hook for 10k definitely dude definitely because then you'd read the comments and there'd be someone that's like i'm interested dm me you know what i mean so here's the thing about cryptocurrency shit but yeah i'm listening and i'm i'm actually curious about this um because it's not so again, it's a currency. It's not a stock. So the value is actually set by who's ever in charge of that currency, right? Well, nobody's in charge. It's But didn't they set Bitcoin? Like didn't someone say didn't they 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 hoarded a certain amount and that's what determined its value, right? So there's a finite amount of it. 
which I forget how many it is. But even I, that is is decided. Yeah, it's decided that there will only be, and I don't know if this is the fucking exact number, so don't goddamn quote me, but I think it's like 21 million Bitcoins. Yeah. By so-and-so date. And by uh, at the end of that date, you can no longer mine Bitcoin, right? But the value of it is determined by supply and demand, just like anything else. You know what I'm saying? Just like stocks, just like goddamn fucking pizza. Okay. Right. Maybe not pizza, but oil. Okay. I guess fucking pizza, dude. Okay. The only reason the, the price is so goddamn high right now is just because people are willing to pay that. You know what I'm saying? Right. I no no, no I agree, but that but that's kind of. But it's also kind of what I'm curious about. So, all right, let's say, let's make an analogy. Let's say, uh, let's compare Bitcoin to Picasso paintings, right? So there's, there's, okay, by definition, a finite amount of Picasso paintings. This is great. I love where this is going. This is great. Yep, let's do it. Yep. So, obviously, those paintings are worth whatever someone's willing to pay for it. Right. right? So, a Picasso painting may be worth $50 million, It may be worth $100 million, right? Yep. But at the same time, isn't there there's, there's the person who chooses to sell the paintings, and isn't there a person controlling the quantity of Bitcoin? No, not really. So is Bitcoin like is there like a board of directors with Bitcoin? There, no. Is there a group of people? So to my understanding, like again, mining, I'm just confused how it works. Cause like we have the federal reserve. If the federal reserve wants to print more money, they can print more money. Right. So what's the Bitcoin equivalent of the fed? There isn't one. And that's like the whole point of Bitcoin. But so, how do they come up with whatever number there is right now? The 21 million. Yeah. Okay. Could be wrong here, but if I remember correctly, it's a Bitcoin. No, I know not. I'm not coming at it with. Uh, I literally I'm, know nothing about it. I'm not doing the disclosure for you. I'm doing it for listeners that are like. No, but it's for my benefit too, because I honestly don't know. Okay. Well, if I'm fucking wrong, I guess fine. Correct me, people. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm still laughing at the fact that Christian Bale. <laughs> Like you can just get the real Dr. Michael Burry. I love how cool I could easily look this up too, but I'd rather just guess and like maybe be wrong. Um, to my understanding, Bitcoin is basically kind of like an algorithm. Okay. Okay. And it's already set. So let's think of like a fucking ticking clock. The clock is already ticking. Okay. Yes. You can only withdraw one second every second from the clock. Okay. Okay. And then when the clock fucking alarm goes off, you can no longer take seconds out of the fucking clock. Okay. Did that kind of, in a way... So the whole point of the person making Bitcoin was to take power away from places like the Federal Reserve. Yes. Where the only power is just peer-to-peer. So, like, um, you can't create... Oh, fuck, you can only so buy, you can only use Bitcoin on things people will res- accept Bitcoin for. That's true, but there's also no one like okay. So like every dollar, let's say for instance, every dollar that was just spent in New Hampshire or fucking in New York or some shit can be traced back to J.P. Morgan Chase. Okay, you can take J.P. Morgan Chase's balance sheet and you can see all the transactions of who sent money to who and fucking all that shit. With Bitcoin, that's not like there's not like one balance sheet that tells you where everything went. There's every single person basically is a balance sheet, and all of the balance sheets check each other's balance sheets, right? So that it can never be altered because as soon as you alter one, if it doesn't check up with all the other ones, all the other ones correct it. All right. Yeah. No, that makes so goddamn hard to explain. No, it does make sense though, and I don't even really understand it, so I shouldn't be the one fucking trying to explain it to you. But that's my understanding of it. But I'm just curious as to when a what happens with Bitcoin when one Bitcoin gets to be a million dollars, which inevitably it will if the supply stays where it is. Right. So then, but then I feel like that's just going to be. I don't know. It's it's hard to. So I think that's what everyone's banking on, and that's why the the value just keeps kind of going up. People are like, well, it's a finite thing, so I might as well get some, right, dude? But at the same time, I feel like because it's a currency, the it, it's just weird. It's not that it defies the laws of 
supply and demand because that's just an economic law. It's like gravity. But the other thing, too, is that Bitcoin's value in a certain way goes up the more people... The more people that are now able to exchange Bitcoin with you, for sure, the more practical it is. Yes. So there's a there's there's got to be a sweet spot where hoarding supply starts to hurt you when more people using and accepting and having Bitcoin would actually make the value go up. If that makes sense. I think your last statement kind of fucked up where you were going with it, but I where you're going with it was right originally. Well, it's the cell phone principle. If I have a cell phone, yes, and 25 people have cell phones, my cell phone becomes even more useful if 100 million people have cell phones. Right. But what would make Bitcoin astronomically more valuable would be lessening the value of our currency. So like if the fucking dollar somehow goes to shit, that would probably raise the value of Bitcoin. Right. Because now it becomes like the new currency. People just use Bitcoin. We don't even use dollars anymore. Nobody wants those fucking things. We wipe our asses with those. Right, but what I'm saying is everybody takes dollars. That's why if I have $10,000 cash, I can do more with that than I could right now with 5,000 Bitcoin. Well, let's say $10,000 worth of Bitcoin. But yes, I know what you're saying. No, but even... Right. But I'm saying... So it's it's one of those things where it's intrinsic and extrinsic because the fact is the dollar is more valuable. The fact that you can go to, you know, all these places and they'll take USD, right? So what if everyone starts taking Bitcoin and nobody really uses USD anymore, and then now nobody fucking wants USD? Then everyone has to get Bitcoin, and that increases the value, right? Yeah, yeah. But they're not going to get to that point if no one even knows what Bitcoin is because the supply is so small, it's only reaching a very, very finite amount of people. That's what I'm saying. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like Venmo is, Venmo's value went up because everyone now uses Venmo. Yeah, no, that concept I understand. So, but Bitcoin, because it's a currency, but also it's a means of generating capital in the car like people sell gold yeah i was gonna i was just gonna go to gold yeah let's talk about gold so gold is a a natural element that by definition is finite yes and but if i have a bar of gold i'd rather have the usd equivalent of that bar of gold because i can't just go to a fucking car dealership and give them a bar of... I mean, I probably could, but I'm saying I can do more with USD. USD as a currency is more fungible than a physical commodity that's being used as a currency. Okay, so I think where you're going with this and where my eye, where my brain is, because fucking... Is that you are basically exchanging money for the thing, the thing being gold, Bitcoin, fucking whatever the fuck you want it to be, silver, diamonds. You're exchanging... USD for that, you have it, and then at some point, in order to use it, you have to just exchange it back to USD. Right. Correct? But the thing being that if I buy that bar of gold and just hold on to the bar of gold for 25 years, the value of gold, for the most part, just only goes up, and the value of currency is steadily going down. So now if I sell that bar of gold 25 years from now, it'll be worth than if you just had the USD. That's true. But I'm saying because Bitcoin is not a physical commodity, there, I feel like it would be, I would rather have the value of a Bitcoin. If, if Bitcoins became more ubiquitous, it's like, I'd rather have, I'd rather have four $50 bills than a $100 bill. So I'd almost rather have, You'd rather have $200 than $100? What? <laughs> say that again? Oh, yeah. What the fuck did I just say? <laughs> you said you'd rather have four $50 bills. Oh, than no, no, no. I made, I made $5. But I'd rather have $25 bills okay. than a $100 bill. Okay. Why is that? Just because I can do more with it. Like I just feel like it's just easier to... I don't know. There's just more transactions where that's going to be more convenient. So I'd almost rather hoard a bunch of Bitcoin, have l- less... I'd have more Bitcoin for less value each, but the same total amount. 
feel like I'm just talking in circles here. I'm wondering if people are like, what the fuck? Like, did anyone keep listening? Probably, Probably not. not. I don't really care, though. Do you? No. And people are like, and that's why I'm not sending you money. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I'm just saying, I feel like Bitcoin is both. <clears throat> and again, it's like, there's. I don't know. I'm going on this. It's really. It's, it's hard. It's, it's a very, so theoretical. It's a very that it's hard. To, it is. The whole thing is fucking theoretical. And so, like older generations, a don't understand it. B don't want to understand it, and think it's just bullshit. And they want nothing to fucking do with it. For the most part, I'm generalizing here. Yeah, which I yeah. And then younger generations. And I don't know. Wait, how is it even? How is it? legal because i feel like minting your own currency is illegal so So that's kind of where it gets difficult because it's it's not nobody can stop it it's not something anybody can it's basically a fucking computer that's just running that nobody can shut off right so it's gonna exist regardless of who makes it illegal But i feel like it can only exist in the capacity it exists now with the current laws you have in place it's almost like buying skins in Counter-Strike. It's like, it only... <laughs> no, I'm serious. It, 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 it only works because people are just willing to pay for it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You're not actually getting... It's, it's not costing Counter-Strike anything right. to get money for your skin. Like, the, the software coding has already been done on that skin. Right. But you're willing to pay for it. Right. Even though, I, I don't know, it's fucking confusing. It's so fucking hard. The, the problem with Bitcoin is you have to think of it both as a currency, but also as a product or commodity. A commodity, yeah. Which is, I mean, again, gold is similar, but at the same time, I think if people could just create more gold, they would do that. Yeah, it would lower the value, but I feel like they would do that over time. It's just but a, I don't fucking know. such a mind fuck even trying to think about it. So I think a lot of people just go, I don't even want to think about it. I'm just going to buy it. I just feel like if I had a ton of Bitcoin, I wouldn't know what to fucking do with it. Because at a certain point, aren't people just going to be like, yeah, I don't want to fucking cash. I don't want to pay for your Bitcoin. So a lot of of stock values currently, right, will be trading at 15, 20, 30 times actual value of what the company should be based off like revenues, etc., Okay. Right. And the reason they trade off those prices is because of future potential. Right. So in my opinion, Bitcoin prices have a lot to do with future potential where people go, I guess I don't really understand what we can use this for now, but it could be very critical in the future to have it. Right. So people are like, well, I better fucking get some. Right. So maybe we don't totally understand like it can be used, you can use it to buy shit, but in the end, kind of like you're saying, it gets converted back into the currency of the country you live in. Right. I guess that, I guess that's what I'm saying. I, I get the concept of it, but the, the like I just think it's funny that Bitcoin is a currency, but we only we only know its value by converting it into USD. Right. Value. It, it, I see what you're saying. Yes. Yes, dude. Because if the and it's like if you live in France and you're like, hey, man, buy this million dollar thing off of me. And I'm like, okay, I'll send you it in Bitcoin. People are like, well, but fuck, if you do that in like five days, it might be worth less than a million dollars. It might be worth only $900,000. Right, exactly, exactly. So that's what kind of makes it like a difficult thing to apply across the globe. Did I say apply? Or did I say apply? I don't know. My fucking brain's uh-huh. fried. But I don't fucking know, dude. If someone wants to fucking... If someone's still listening to this, we will Venmo you a dollar. Call me or fucking email me and fucking... Someone help us. Money, man. Or just... Send us Bitcoin. Talk to us. Dude, really, all we want is, is user interaction. We want... Our listeners to interact with us. We want you yeah, to ask dude, us even questions. Even if you want to talk shit, yeah, tell us talk shit. shit. Talk shit. Tell us our, we're fucking idiots. Tell us that you disagree with all the shit we say all the time. That's fine. We just want the interaction, man. And then you, it gives us more shit to talk about. Like, oh, this guy said that we're fucking dumb because of this. Oh, here's why we. Oh, I'd, I'd actually you know love I mean? that, dude. I would love Jay to do it. I hope he does. I'll remind him to do why it. Why would he not do it? 
I feel like he'd have fun, and he's so funny that he would be he he's would be a, a great guy. guest. I'm surprised we haven't had him on already. I just think it's a lot of lot of work. I think like in in theory, he's like, oh, this would be fun, but I'm like, yeah, but dude, you have to listen to like a hundred episodes and take notes, which is easily a hundred hours worth of your time. But he doesn't, it, dude. Even if he just wants to send us a list of topics and just do like a mini survey. He can just find answers that we give him that he disagrees with, and he can just pick those. That's true. He doesn't even need to do any research. He should honestly just do multiple choice on 15 questions, and and I feel like I'm always the minority. No one ever agrees with me in anything. I feel like my opinions are always the one guy in the room that nobody agrees with. So he'll likely find (laughs) stuff. He'll likely find stuff that... He disagrees with me on. Right. So we can just do that. Oh, dude, Jeff Borstel actually the other day was like, holy shit, dude, Tim Jim's fucking, uh, I forget how he worded it, but basically he was saying like all the fucking ranting and political shit we were talking about at his house the other night, other night. Oh, yeah, all the shit cocked up whiskey. Oh yeah. All the shit that you said, like w- made perfect sense to him, but it was shit that he like never thought about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was like, holy fuck, dude. That kid, like, blew my mind. <laughs> like, oh, he does man. that, man. Fucking Jeff, dude. Uh. <laughs> Best laugh ever. We should get his laugh on the soundboard. Yeah, he needs to fucking come. He was supposed to come, and then COVID happened. But So we'll get him back on. Oh, yeah. Sammy we Paps to is going to check with his wife, he said, on a date that he can do. Liz Bills is coming, I think, October Dude, I 6th. can't believe how much fucking weight Sammy lost. Oh, uh, dude. I knew that he was losing a ton of weight because I could see it, obviously. But when he posted that last picture where he literally lost 100 pounds, yeah, that the profile, oh, I was like, holy shit. I'm actually even surprised that it was only 100 pounds. Like I would have thought he weighed like 170 pounds now. He looks so fucking skinny He's now. real fit, dude. Holy shit, dude. Good for him. Yeah, I'd love to have Sammy on. You know, his wife actually works with Karen, too. She works at uh, Next Stage. Um, but I guess that's it, dude. I mean, yeah, we'll we're probably got to fucking call just it. talk shit. If there's anything you disagree with, or actually, it'd be less likely if you agree with anything. Just let us know. Oh boy. <laughs> oh god. Oh, for fuck's sake! You just fire into the window. <laughs> okay. So basically, in short. Interact with us. Leave us a review. Um, send us money or we're bringing the fucking uh, ads back. Okay. Uh, I think that's it. Do you have anything else? Nah, that's it. America. Oh, I love it, dude.